Welcome back, everybody, to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I am so incredibly excited about today's interview with Culinary Karma Carly. She is a guru of mindfulness and holistic, complete wellness, and I am so honored and thrilled to be chatting with you today, Carly. So thank you so much for being my guest. And I'm so honored and thrilled to be here. (laughs) Yay. Okay, well, like I was saying to you before the call, I just have so much that I want to ask you and chat about. And I know that um, I just have a feeling that we could chat for hours. So (laughs) let's jump right in. Um, And I guess let's just start by introducing you. Like, introduce yourself a little bit to everyone and tell a little bit of your backstory and your journey to culinary karma okay um so my website is culinary karma but my name's carly and um it all started you know years ago probably four years ago i made this whole switch to um complete vegan diet and i thought you know and i and i was i always thought about the karma you know and i was like i'm having good karma because I'm like saving the planet and saving the animals and all this stuff. And I think that that was like a judgment for on myself, I guess. And so I don't know how, but I created, you know, these health problems in my life. And so now it's been really like, it's been about reevaluating, you know, a diet and finding, you know, what really works for the body and not being so dogmatic about Mm. the way that I eat and like realizing that it's not really about, you know, what other people are doing and how other people have healed. And it's really about yourself. So now it's really about trying to find, you know, the most healing things without being dogmatic. And I just love, and that's where my, um, love for you know culinary skills began because I just began in the kitchen like nonstop creating 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 and then I started taking pictures because I just love um you know the aesthetics of a beautiful meal and then I just love sharing so that's how it all came about Mm, I love that I love that (laughs) and I I mirror a lot of that so much but What stuck out to me kind of there about what you said, um, well, lots of things actually. I can totally (laughs) relate to taking pictures of your food and I think Instagram has kind of sensationalized this a little bit, but it really is true. When you put the time in and you're eating alone or you've made a nourishing meal for yourself on your own, you know, it's it's one thing to be cooking for other people because then you share that food and they see it and it's, it's shared together and celebrated. But when you're eating on your own, you're still nourishing your body. It's just as exciting, but there's that element of beauty that kind of gets lost because you see it and then you eat it and then it's gone. But I think that's kind of the cool thing about blogs and Instagram and all of it to to really be able to share that, that even when you're eating on your own, you can still share the beauty of the food. And um, and I think that that's really cool. And that's another thing I love about your blog is that it is so visual. And that's kind of one thing that I try to um, promote with my blog too, is that, you know, the internet allows us to like have this amazing platform to not only share words so easily, but to share photos. And 
Um, and I think that I just really appreciate that. So I want to just honor you for that. But, but also getting back into what you said, um, like I said, what really stuck out to me was that one single diet doesn't work for everyone. And that, that figuring that out is a process and a journey. And I love that you started out vegan and made that switch and then kind of went from there. And I think everybody kind of has to have that not necessarily bottom, but that one turning point. That's a better word for it. Mm-hmm. Like, And for me, you know, with, with raw food or with whatever it was for me, you know, I, I've been trying and, and listening to my body and trying to figure out so many things, but it's so easy to get wrapped around something and then you're just stuck on it. And I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that because it is so easy to associate with these labels, this vegan, paleo, whatever you are today, um, or even you just, I just read your post from today, which was amazing, where you said, you know, I exercise in the morning every day. And you can even get like wrapped up in that when one day you want to sleep in and your mind is like, well, then I'm not an exerciser in the morning, done, over, (laughs) like done, you know? And it's like these labels, we attach ourselves too much to think that we're healthy. We're healthier for doing this certain routine. And oh my God, I did an oil pull today. I'm the worst person ever, you know? And it really like, (laughs) it makes us like, less healthy than more healthy by the and and my my coach always says this to me like if it's going to stress you out eat it if it's going to stress (laughs) you out like don't do the workout you know what I mean so like whatever it is like it will make your body more acidic if it's not right for you so I guess staying on that a little bit and like getting wrapped up in these labels like what is some advice that you have on your journey that you can kind of give other people and talk a little bit about like how you have expanded from your vegan label and why that was right for you and how you learned that um yeah that was a lot yeah that's a big question but I guess I'll just talk about what comes up because when you said that I got some ideas and some loss but um I'll just talk about what came up so um for me I always you know would see people's videos and their blogs and all these people who are you know complete raw vegan or vegan and they're just like talking about how they have so much energy and they're so happy and they're so optimistic and raw food makes you feel so good and my thing it was like well why don't we feel good in our bodies without like without depending on food and it shouldn't matter what we put into our physical vessel it should be that we have a foundation of of vitality without you know, specific foods. But um, I mean, meanwhile, I do, you know, do practice certain things like um, not having any grains and certain things like that. But um, I'm talking about, you know, like very, very strict, you know, raw vegan and stuff like that. So and and then the other thing was um, from a lot of people you hear is that um, you deeper your spiritual connection when you go vegan. and that you don't feel as spiritual if you're not. And I just find that that's not the case at all. Um, I find, like, I mean, given I still, you know, I'm primarily vegetarian, but 
I find it's a really spiritual process for me to eat an egg or two or a night or a piece of fish because I can like really think thank the the life force that brought me this meal, you know, it's not just, and I do the same with, you know, my plant meals, but it's really like, I think it's a really spiritual process to like enjoy what something else can bring you, the health properties that it can bring you. Mm, That's beautiful. So I guess just to kind of get us all on the same page with kind of where you are now, could you talk a little bit specifically about kind of where you started with um, what your diet was and then how you have transitioned it to where you are today and kind of what you've learned. And that obviously won't be something for everyone to follow because we all kind of have to take our own journey to figure that out, I would suspect for sure. But um, could you just kind of walk us through how you learned what you learned and where you are now? Yeah, of course. So... I, a couple years back, I was on, you know, I was on birth control for a long time, and I'm definitely a proponent of no birth control because um, that's what kind of, like, started my problems because um, it created an internal yeast problem, so I had, like, a candida issue, and... um, Oh, the candida, not the candida. I know, right? It's like the C word. It's like that that big word uh, everyone has around. I know. know. Honestly, you just say it, and I'm just like, in my mind is screaming like, no bananas, no fruit, no fat, <laughs> do this, you know? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so while I was healing from that, um, you got I was a great still- post on that that you did recently, which I'll definitely post the link below too, by the way, which I loved. So thank oh, you for cool. that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I took like a really simple, you know, 10 beautiful. steps or something like that, my mm-hmm. advice. Um, it wasn't everything that you can do, but it was just like things that are really helpful that everyone can agree on that, you know, goes through this, you and know? And I loved that. I really appreciated that because there is so much conflicting with anything, but especially mm-hmm. with Candida, there's so much conflicting information out there that it's like don't eat this don't eat this don't eat this until it's like oh my god I can't eat anything at all and everything stresses you out and then that just makes more candida so I loved the way that this post was so concise and it really like was just the simple things again like you said that everybody agrees with so I just I want to honor you big time for that one because that was (laughs) super super great thing to put out into the intro web (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I'm glad because, you know, you can there. see the thing is with everything, all the people who are like, this is the only way to heal. They're just it's just not true. There's so many ways that you can heal. You can heal from going on a fast. You can heal from a pure juice diet. You can heal from no sugar and all meat. You can heal from meditation. You can heal from Reiki. You know, you can heal from so many. You can heal from Western medicine. It just the thing is, is it's whatever aligns with you. So if you're the person who th- who believes in, you know, taking pills from the doctor because that's what's going to cure you, then that probably will cure you. But if you're the type of person that in the back of your head, you're like, no, I think I need something else, then you go with something else. So 
there's just so many ways to heal. That's why I posted, you know, the main things that yeah. probably every single person could agree on. Mm, I love, I just love what you said there. That resonates with me so much. Like, however you're, you believe you're going to heal is how you're going to heal. And I think really a lot of us, we get out of being the CEO of our health. And I've, I know I'm even guilty of this. You think like, you know, you're, health coach or your nutritionist or bloggers can heal you that you love or, you know, a new recipe or a new book or a new study that was just, that just came out. But really when it comes down to it, you're the one that's with your body every day and you're the one that has all of the power. And I think we as a society need to kind of take that power back and stop putting our power to heal ourselves in that doctor or that nutritionist or that blogger and just really listen to our own body, which definitely is easier said than done. But I, I love what you're saying about that. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree because, I mean, you, we're both, you know, little health nerds. I'm, I do this too. Like, I'll go online and I'll be reading all these people's posts about different ways that they healed. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Maybe I should try that. Yeah. Like, when it comes down to it, it's just that that's not me, you know? Like, uh, I mean, and everyone's different. So it's really cool that there's so many ways that it's truly miraculous that our body can really heal itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I want to get back to the question, but yeah. I think we're on something good here. I, I think for me, this is a really big thing because it's really easy for us and like I'm categorizing us as health nerds like people who are really into this people who like for us like clearly this is our path we have a passion for wellness and want to share that and it's really we like learning about it we like we have that thirst for information and so we like reading books and blogs and blah 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 and like not everyone does but like a lot of people do and so for us it's really easy to get lost in oh my gosh this works for them. I want that formula. And I, I'll speak for myself. Like I have a lot of perfectionist tendencies. So sometimes I'll look at someone and be like, oh my gosh, look at how vibrant they are. Look at how glowing they are. I want that. I'm just going to follow their formula. And being such a perfectionist, I'll do it to a T. And I've realized like something big in my journey. And I don't even think I've shared this with my blog or my followers and readers yet, but for me, like that can kind of be a hindrance because you can go a little bit too much. And like we were talking before, it gets you too stressed out, too over the top and just makes you sicker. So, and I think a lot of these bloggers and especially books, like for me, I, I read this book and the author is great. And it was a great testament to her plan. But again, like they have to be extreme in the plan that they create because they're doing an overarching theme to help as many people. So they can't really say like, do this sometimes and it might work. Like they have to say like, do this all the time for this amount of time because mm -hmm. nobody would see results if they didn't. So I think it's just something to keep in mind that everything that's out there works for somebody, but it may not work for you. And to just kind of, it, you don't have to follow everything all all or nothing, you can kind of take what you will from lots of things. And I think that is something, getting back to what we were talking about before, I think that's definitely something that is really cool about you, that like you started with vegan and kind of take the things that you like from that and then went to the next thing and the next thing and kind of you can try on lots of different diets. So is that something that you're kind of um, 
So let's totally, I've totally gotten us off topic, but <laughs> let's get back to that. Like you walking us through how you've tried on lots of different hats like we've been mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah. So I, like I said, like I would see other people's blogs and websites and how, how they appealed and I would be like, wow, like that looks like cool. And I would try it. And through not only did I try it for myself, I try it because I want to, ha- I want to help so many people heal, you know? And, um, be, it, I mean, it's truly the, like oneself, it's truly your own journey, but I definitely want to help people with nutrition and like herbs and stuff like that, like things that have really helped me. But so I would just try these things and then maybe if I did it like strict thing, like um, totally raw for let's say two weeks or something. And then I, I would feel, okay, I would feel like, oh, I'm going to be a rebel tonight. Like, I'm going to do something else. And I would do something else, and I would still feel fine. So it was like... I know, and you're almost, like, shocked when that happens, right? Right. So I'm just like, why am I going to, you know, listen to all these other people who are telling me, like, all these things? And I'm like, but I don't want... Like, I'm just going to eat the way that my body feels like eating. And, like... Just certain things like that I've noticed certain things in my own body that, you know, that not that I totally eliminate fruit or sugars from my diet now, but I don't do that well with lots of sugars. And so, you know, the raw food diet just wasn't really for me just to eat vegetables and nuts, you know, because I couldn't have that much fruit. So then I started dabbling. Um, the body ecology diet has helped me immensely. I don't know if you've heard about it, but just basically the inclusion of fermented vegetables with almost every meal really, really, really helps with the digestive tract. And I'm definitely a fan of not the diet, not any strict diet, but just that principle really. Like that's probably the main thing that I'll say that I stick to no matter what is fermented vegetables every single day or fermented coconut water um, or I mean a good kefir if you can tolerate the the milk or goat milk or but yeah that's just something that has really 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 helped me with digestion because my my whole problems have been revolved around my, this my stomach area and um, so that really helped me but then I started getting really into like healing with crystals and Reiki. And then when I did that, it was like, whoa, like maybe this doesn't even revolve around food because I find so much healing in other ways that I'm just like, that I just think about, um, you know, my diet and what I eat. And I'm like, if I'm doing all of these other things, I don't have to worry about so, so much about exactly what I'm eating, you know, just because I don't want to stress about it anymore. Mm, I love that. I see. I'm really unfamiliar with, um, healing with crystals, totally open to it, but it's just not something that I've like started on. And that's, that's really cool to hear about. Like, I'd love to eventually hear more about that, but, um, and like some more specifics because it's, it's really like a great, thing that you said there, you know, like our bodies are constantly balancing out, you know, no matter what we do to them, like you could eat 10,000 
McDonald's hamburgers and then have, you know, 500 ice cream cones <laughs> and then like, you know, eight beers and whatever and then run a marathon but like your body would start to get in the mode of like healing you for that like I even think about that like you cut your finger it grows back together like our bodies are so freaking smart and so I love what you said there like it's not no matter what you feed it no matter what you do like it's meant to balance itself back out so getting into the crystals like are there any um simple tips that you could give everyone right now just to kind of as a way to get started with that yeah totally so if you're from I'm sure you are but I don't know if all the readers are but um if you're familiar with the chakra system well there's different ways to heal with crystals but for me the way I found most healing is picking crystals that resonate with the chakras so for example if you're having a root chakra issue like it could be stuff with um your menstrual cycle or cramps or anything like that or it could it could be emotional too it could be not feeling grounded stuff like that i would use like dark red crystals and put it put the crystal on that area and kind of meditate and see like what it feels like so for me everything has really revolved around my stomach area so i find really amazing healing with yellow colored stones So my favorite is citrine and amber, and I used to, about three years ago, I used to, you know, have stomach aches all the time, and I would go to bed, and I would have the heating pad on my stomach, and it it never really actually worked, it just felt like it was working, but now I take my crystals, and I put my crystals on my stomach, and I meditate with them, and I, I can feel, like... I can feel things shifting, things aligning, and it's really quite amazing. I know, you know, everyone is different, and I don't know if I'm really in touch with my body, so I can feel that, but it is something I'm really passionate about. I'm actually studying that right now. I'm doing an online course because I've, you know, just found so much healing with that. Wow, yeah, like, that's rad. Like, I really had no... um I knew a little bit about crystals, like having them in the house for energy and um, mm-hmm. I have a salt lamp and like, you know, but <laughs> you just like, I had no idea. And that's like, that's, that's really rad to, to hear about. Um, that's really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to hear more as you learn more too. And hopefully you'll probably share that with your blog too. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um, getting back to the diet a little bit. I loved what you said about body ecology and about fermented foods. And that's something, um, for me, I pretty much follow, and I I used to follow it a little bit too much, but um, Kimberly Snyder's Beauty Detox Solution and kind of the way that that she gives a lot of those same, uses a lot of those same principles with um, her probiotic enzyme salad, which is just essentially raw sauerkraut and incorporating more fermented foods into your diet and getting that good bacteria up and how important that is. And Mm -hmm. for me, I've been kind of doing a little bit of testing and I tested taking it out of my diet and putting it back in. And I just noticed that it really does help and it really does help with my skin and just, just keeping me balanced. So I think fermented foods are really imperative for people to incorporate. And I think that they can be kind of scary to people. (laughs) So do you have any tips for people getting started on um, adding fermented foods in their diet? Like what are some of your 
favorite um, ones to add in and kind of what do you have on a daily basis fermented foods wise? Yeah, it's so funny because, um, you know, across the country, across the world, all of these different cultures have these ferments in their in their foods, but we, I never grew up with it ever. I didn't even know really what it is. When my parents bought like sauerkraut, given it probably wasn't the, the right fermented one. It was probably, you know, with vinegar or something from the store, but I always thought it was gross. Um, but, uh, after reading all of this, and really implementing it into my diet now, it's like a meal does not feel complete without my sour crap. I know, that's how I feel. It just doesn't feel complete, like something's missing. So my tip, the best way that I like it, I mean, I make it myself all the time because when you make it yourself rather than buy it in the store, you're definitely aware of, you know, what's in it as you can put a bunch of, you know, um, probiotics in it. You can either order... Um, order from Body Ecology or, or this website called Cultures for Health, or you can just take your pro, your trusted probiotic capsules and empty them into your ferments and let it go for a week or the longer the better. But the way I really really love it is I'll just put a big bowl of it, probably like half a cup or three fourths of a cup of sauerkraut, and I'll drizzle some tahini on top and put a little bit of like dulse or sea vegetables on top of that and some garlic and salt and it's just so delicious. And then if I'm making like a big leafy green salad, I'll throw some on there too. So Yum. I I literally put it on everything. Like it's just yeah, it's it's the best. And it it's definitely an acquired taste and I guess that would be my advice. Um to people is to try it and maybe at first it's kind of funky and kind of weird but um but it's it's really cool and it's you'll rad start for your craving body. it you'll yeah. start you really will and it's it's one of those things that yeah you'll you'll definitely start craving it and I actually heard this um really cool you would love it actually Carly but um it's the Quinn who was just on um the Wellness Wonderland radio hopefully you listened <laughs> um she talked about this Michael Poland interview and it was really amazing and he talks a lot about you know a lot of us think like raw food is um, how we were supposed to eat and blah 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 and while that's definitely true and raw foods are great he something that I really liked that he spoke about was that um, cooking has been around for hundreds and hundreds of years in different forms and it's to the point where like it's actually better for our bodies because we've evolved as humans. So we've mm-hmm. evolved and need cooking and need not only cooking but fermenting and these other processes that have been around for so long. Like fermented foods, I, I just read something recently that they've been around since like, I don't know, what I don't, I, you know how it is. Like you read so much and like yeah. now I have <laughs> no idea. But for a really freaking long time, you know. And it's, it's actually natural for us to cook some of our food and to, which sounds totally counterintuitive, but it's just really cool to think about it in that way that um, these ancient practices can are really, really beneficial for us. So that's definitely helpful um, to incorporate into your diet for sure. I would definitely agree with that. Is there anything else that's kind of like 
a go-to staple in your diet nowadays and where you are? I know you said um, you've kind of cut out grains. Is that something that you've just found works for you right now? Yeah, definitely. Um, So what I've been focusing on a lot is kind of the energetics of food. So if you think of grains or let's say a piece of bread or oatmeal, it's kind of like thick and uh, warm and sticky. And I feel as if it doesn't go through my digestive system as well as I'd like it to. So that's why I, you know, try and eat less and and also because um because of the sugars too like sugars aren't you know I'm sure you know but like they're not just in fruit I find I can eat fruit a lot easier than I can eat um something like a bowl of oatmeal just because it's it's high in that the the natural sugars and um yeah so the energetics it's just it's kind of like gluey into the system. And that's not to say like, oh, I'm never going to have it again. That's that's just um, as a general statement. That's why I don't really um, include that. So then, um, so if you think, I'm trying to think of something else. So let's say um, cooked kale, something like that. It's like that, if it's cooked in a little bit, um of let's say coconut oil and it's this chlorophyll rich green and that's gonna go down easily because it's just vegetable you know um it's not sticky it's kind of I like a lot of um um miscellaneous is that the word um things like chia and aloe that's really easy on the digestive tract because it's soft um, and it's not sticky. So I don't know. That's something that I've been kind of playing with. I yeah. have, this called, um, I have this book, it's called the energetics of food. And it literally goes through every single thing you could eat. Like, like if you're going to eat eggs or if you're going to eat chicken or, or different vegetables, um, the energetics of something sauteed versus grilled versus baked. And it's really, really, really interesting. Wow. I love that. I, I just wrote down that title. We'll have to post the link of that book below too yeah genetics of food that sounds really interesting I've never really thought about it that way and um and thinking about that especially with the grains and the oats and and how they are sticky that that totally makes sense I'm kind of on a little bit different path with trying trying things and then saying okay that made me feel really great and Mm -hmm. I actually just incorporated having oats um, in the morning and um, I'll do like an oat groats with avocado and I find that like that combination for me just like really works and I was like terrified of starting that because I was a total like green you know just like we were talking about before I was like green smoothie gotta do it gotta get the lemon water before gotta oil pull oh my get my workout in you know the whole thing yeah and then I was like okay it was winter and I was like that of green smoothie right now, like cold freezing fruit sounds right. awful. Yeah. Like, why am I doing that to myself? And so I started, as the weather got colder, I started um, incorporating these oats and my body was loving it. I had so much more energy. I wasn't hungry 20 minutes after and like, I I felt great. And so is that something, um, that rule of thumb or the energy of foods, like, is that something that you think again, is something that everyone kind of has to listen to their body for? Or 
with grains and things like that, is that kind of like a general rule for everyone? They tend to be stickier, but maybe some people's digestive systems can handle more sugar and can handle maybe more grains. And some people, you just, is that something that you'd say people just kind of need to listen for? Yeah, it's definitely something that I would say I would listen for. Um, you know, I'm here in Florida. It's like 100,000 degrees out. So that's definitely probably why I've been thinking about that. And that's why I'm not including it. But yeah, seasonal eating is definitely a must. Like if it's cold out, you you got to um, nourish yourself with warm foods. I see all these videos and they're like, how to stay raw during the winter. Oh. And it's like, why are you going to nourish your body to lengths of something that it doesn't want to do, you know? What I've been looking at, too, a lot is, like, how did older cultures live? What did they eat? Like, they ate a lot of fat, really, because they if they were, you know, in the wild or if whatever, whatever they did, it's like they needed to fill up on something sustaining. They couldn't just have a couple carrots. Yes. And, you know, they needed to really nourish themselves so I mean I think that's great that you're like your body's loving the oatmeal because it's true like we need to sustain sustain ourselves we can't just eat every hour like eat you know yeah and and I think that's a great point too like you know we can't though I I look at a lot of that too in these videos of these these raw foodies who are just you know, kind of blowing up. And that's, that's the thing with it. Like, I think it's kind of like a catch 22 with like health getting so, um, trendy or whatever. And like, I think it's great because I think it's great for the world. I think it's great for everyone. And I think it's great for us. There'll be more things available when you're on the go, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, I think people get really, um, people can get really like, I don't know what the word is, but, um, kind of wrapped around it and kind of into it. And like, making it their own and and I think that's just kind of silly and especially like you were saying with the raw foodies in the winter and it's like that's just not natural that can't feel good and and it's all about making yourself feel good and trying to push yourself into this mold just because it works for somebody isn't really the best thing to do no matter what the situation is and I think that was like a nice segue into eating locally and eating for the seasons and I think that is just so huge and so something that um, I learned over time and I think really not trying to force anything is is kind of the biggest health tip that that I could kind of give um, around that but so as far as um, where kind of the health scope of things is going and how everything is more um, prevalent, and I, and I think it's really great, if you could give one health tip to everyone, um, what would it be and, like, what would you tell people? Hmm, that's such a hard one. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I'll say one that I actually just learned recently that's really interesting to me and that helped me a lot is that, okay, so you know the pH balance? the Yeah, yeah so the acid alkaline. So I always thought, okay, if, if I want to balance my pH, I need to eat all alkaline foods because that's what's going to create alkalinity in the body, which is good. But I just recently learned, and I think it's really interesting, is that when you um, take the pH, um, if you have little tester strips and you take your pH, just um, 
on your mouth, you like do a little saliva test. Um, that's really a test of if you have adequate amount of essential fatty acids in your body. And I personally was really low. And I looked at it and I was like, what? What? Like, I'm so acid. How is that possible? But it's because I needed to include more nourishing fats in my body because, um, like, ayurvedically speaking, I'm vata, so I tend to, you know, need a little extra fat. So I recently got um, a trusted um, trusted supplement of cod liver oil, and that's something that a lot of um, people who are, you know, in the paleo world recommend, and I kept hearing about it a lot, um, and... I, I kind of knew that I needed it. And then when I did my pH and I kept testing his acid, I was like, what? So then I started adding this oil into my body and now I'm like all alkaline. And it's really interesting because I thought, okay, I just need to eat raw fruits and vegetables and I'll be good. And that just wasn't the case. Wow. And then the other thing with that is that, you know, okay, so when you test um, – um, when you test, if you're testing your alkalinity um, with a urine sample, if you have alkaline urine, that just means that your body was too alkaline, so it's going to release it through your urine. And then if it's acid, that means that, you know, your body is acid and it's releasing that. But it is really, um, you know, not about just sticking to raw vegetables and that's what's going to make you alkaline it's like a whole list of things like are you do you have enough fatty acids it's it's not just about alkaline forming foods I love that that's super interesting I'm also the same dosha as you so (laughs) that's um that's really really like great info and and something that I totally did not know again. So I'm learning so much from this conversation, um, as I'm sure everybody else is. But mm-hmm. but yeah, that that's really cool. And I think um, going on to kind of what we were talking about before with with this lifestyle, which is really what this is. It's not really a diet. It's not one thing. It's really making it a lifestyle. And I think what kind of what we were saying before with these, you know, maybe raw foodies who are so. Um, gung-ho about doing things a certain way all the time no matter what I think um something to kind of just consider is that it shouldn't always be about the food you know because then you're you're just sitting in your apartment and it's like oh what have I got to eat today you know and you're on that hunger and fullness diet you're just like waiting for your next meal and incorporating work and activities in between and that's that's not really what life's about so I think finding that balance is is really great and I can totally see for you that you have that balance of making yes food and healthy living is a priority in your life for sure and obviously a passion for you but how do you balance this in your relationships living this lifestyle and finding balance of giving people information that we're so passionate about but not being not making it all about that and being too preachy and really finding um, your balance, like making part, food is obviously part of a celebration in in our culture. So how do you keep things chill and simple, you know, when you're going out or when you're with people or just in your everyday life? Yeah, for a while, I 
struggled with this. I really did. And I just felt kind of like an outcast that I was so into healthy living. It's not just healthy eating, but healthy living, you know, and really, you know, nourishing myself through not only food, but the, the activities that I do, the places that I go, the music that I listen to. So I don't really want to go to a concert where people are screaming about their boyfriends breaking up about with them, like stuff like that, like all these songs that are on the radio. Like I don't, I like to surround myself with positive people and positive situations and, po- you know, everything is, you know, an aspect of health. So I definitely struggled with that a lot, especially um, just being out of college. Um, but what I found is like you really – for me at least, I had to, you know, find, like, a tribe of people who think the same as I do, and that doesn't have to be in physical form, because, you know, like, we have each other, you know, we're so interested in all this, and it's really cool to connect with you and be friends with you, because that's really what you need, like, you need people who um, are gonna love are going to push you to your highest potential. So no matter what it is, if you're into health, if you're into art, if you're into anything that you really love to do and you want to do, you need to hang around people who see it in you and who pe- and people who will really encourage you to follow your dream and to do whatever you want to do and not people who are just like, oh, well, what are you doing now, you know? It's not about that. It's about just living and... um just, you know, no, I, I completely unfold. agree. Yeah, I, I completely agree and, and can relate to that so much. And it, the, the coolest thing about it is that you'll start to, you may be thinking like, yes, that's great, but like I don't have any of those people in my life. And I, I thought that for a long time too. And then all of a sudden it's like you just attract them in. They just come in because that's just what the universe gives you. And it's like really amazing and now I just have all this gratitude for for that and all these people that I've attracted into my life but um it's something that you have to like take with a little bit of patience and I think for me it took me a while to kind of attract that posse and I'm still like building it up for sure but um and it will never stop building that's the cool thing about community and the great thing about the internet for bringing people together but um I think the biggest thing really is just being conscious of everyone around you because for me I kind of had this like kind of the opposite mindset of you where I I didn't really feel like an outsider or I did but I was I like wanted that I was like you know what I don't want to be around people who think like me and eat like me and um you know live their life like me because that will challenge me too much I like kind of being this like cool (laughs) unique thing that's like don't touch me I eat weird like I'm weird (laughs) I'm a Martian leave me alone you know like I I I started associating with that and identifying with that and then I I finally recently have been able to be like no like having a community and having um being part of something is really powerful and really great and so I want to be around people who are are not only just like me, I want to be around people who aren't like me too. But when I am around the people who aren't like me, I want to share, but I also want to listen to them. And everybody's at a different path. And I think everybody who you come in contact with 
is a lesson for you and is an opportunity for you to learn from and has something to give. And I think just really believing and not only believing, but I so much know in me now that every single person I come in contact with is an opportunity for me to learn. Like they have something for me to teach and for me to learn. And I think that when when you can really step into that, that's when things get really rad. And I think you you just generally will start to attract more people who will challenge you and will you know, tell, like today, like you, I just learned so much really cool stuff just from talking to somebody. And, and I think that it's those conversations that that's when, when I feel most connected to the universe, like I'm living my highest purpose is, is when I'm having those really deep, awesome conversations with people. So I think yeah. that that's just really, really cool. Yeah, me too. Totally. Exactly. Exactly what you're saying. Um, you know, I read somewhere in a book once, and it was like, um, the next time you're on a bus, and I was on a bus kind of, not frequently, but when I was living in Gainesville and going to school, um, I would take the bus sometimes, and it, it basically said, like, every single person on that bus is meant to be there. You're like a little, this is a storybook, and you're a character and all of, like everyone on that bus was placed there and mm. it was like why that are you going to yeah and it was just like why are you going to put headphones on and you know be to yourself why don't you turn to your neighbor and say like hey like how are you doing today something like that you know see, like spark something and see what comes up because you never know because everywhere you go those people are there for a reason if that person is just like um and like turns away then okay fine and then you smile and it's a lesson that you learn but you might become friends with the person it's like you never know but it's really true that um that everywhere that you are you're meant to be there so yeah so really enjoy it too and I think um and I think honoring where you are and honoring how you're feeling in the moment is really the most important thing I can kind of stress from this whole conversation just to kind of bring everything back to center here is just that you know there isn't one diet or one answer or one book and I think that's where people get tripped up is they try to follow one diet and they can't because they shouldn't and then that frustrates them or they, you know, get wrapped up in not knowing where to start. But it's just about listening to your body. And I know that, like, I would hear that for years. And it's not even – and I would think, oh, my God, that's so hard. I don't – I can't hear it. Like, I – please be louder. Like, your bo- <laughs> our bodies are not going to yell at us unless they're sick. And that's this, like, right. final call of them telling us, like, I'm, you know, like, I'm going to kill you, so here's, you know, a a cut so you can help me. And Mm -hmm. I think using these conditions like candida or acne or these really, like, unglamorous things, like, loving them and being like, oh, my gosh, pimple on my chin, thank (laughs) you so much for being here and telling me you need to be less stressed. You need to, like, take time for yourself and meditate and make a nourishing meal or get a pedicure or go on a walk like that thank you so freaking much pimple like when you can find that gratitude like and I hate that word so much I can't believe I just said it on here but when you can actually be grateful for these conditions that have come into your life and 
just like people that have come into your life and see them as lessons and assignments, like then you can really learn and grow and, and teach other people. And I think that that's, that's really cool. And a lot of, it's a misconception that a lot of people look at these conditions or whatever it is as negatives when really, if you can just, it might be hard, but if you can switch that around and switch it to a positive, like it's the greatest thing ever. And I think that's a big misconception that people have. Um, but staying on that with, with misconceptions about nutrition and, and not even just nutrition, but lifestyle, if you could clear up the what you would say is the biggest nutrition or health misconception out there that a lot of people live with today, what would what would you tell the world? Hmm. That's a big one too. I know. I'm giving you these like zingers. <laughs> okay. Big misconception. Or one of them. Okay, so one okay. Well, the first one that came to my mind, this wasn't even a misconception, but this is just something that I feel I need to say is you can't always just type into Google something and get health information from whatever comes up because you're going to freak yourself out, you know? Like that's something that I did for a long time and I just, I would read all these people's stories and it just totally freaks you out. So that's one thing that if you can stop yourself, that was actually my New Year's resolution last year to stop researching stuff like that. And I I can say I don't always do it because I'm so interested in all this stuff. But that's one of the things that it's just like stay in your own body and, uh, you know, just not you know, delve into that. But in the nutrition world, I would probably say that I would probably say one, stop counting calories because I, you know, I have some friends right now who are, you know, still think that counting calories is the way to lose weight. And I want to tell you guys that it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally, it's totally, it's totally outdated. Um, and that, you know, fat doesn't make you fat. Um, coconut oil, for example, has actually been shown to increase your metabolism and actually aids in weight loss and all of these, you know, like fats are healthy for you. Um, cultures from all around the world ate fat. So that's something that I would say definitely don't be afraid of. It's really nourishing for not only your brain, but your gut and your hormones and your neurotransmitters. And don't be afraid of the healthy, healthy fats. I think that's such an amazing point. And I love that. Like, I, I know for myself that I do so much better, especially in the winter. But even now that the weather's getting warmer where I am, it's so important to have an ample amount of those really good nourishing fats, like the coconut oil and the avocados and and all of that stuff, I think it's it's really, really beneficial. And it can be scary for people to incorporate. And keeping that amount at um, a healthy level is, is hard. And I know that everybody's different. But for you, I guess, and if you had to make a suggestion um, to people with as it goes with fats, and I know it depends on other things that people are eating, but 
Like, how do you keep a rule of thumb? Like, I'll, I'll just give an example. My mom is like, she, so she knows avocados are great. And I tell her all the time that they're so amazing for you and blah, blah, blah. And she's still, I also told her one time that they, you have to be a little bit careful. You know, she's trying to lose weight. And, and um, I told her that you have to be a little bit careful with how much um, you use and a day or whatever. I like mentioned that one time. And now she's like terrified. She's like, oh, I don't need the avocado. I don't need that. You know, and it's like, no, like you want to have it. But so many people get, get so fearful of it. So is there a way that you can kind of combat that in your own life with like not being afraid of putting a certain amount of fat on things? Yeah, I would say mostly to get a wide variety of different fats. So I wouldn't say, you know, just because fats are so healthy for you to have two avocados a day, I'd say, you know, have half of an avocado, maybe have some coconut oil, maybe have some ghee, which is actually clarified butter that's really healing to the digestive system. Um, maybe have a couple walnuts, you know, kind of vary it Makes out it so that you're not only having one type of fat because as we know there's there's um omega threes sixes and nines so you don't want to get all the same type you want to kind of vary your diet and and if you eat eggs or if you eat fish or you know those are good sources of fat as well nice nice that's a nice rule of thumb um when it comes to just talking a little bit more here about your blog when it comes to um sharing on your blog and with giving away this information and and everybody being so different, how do you kind of choose what you share knowing that people like the me's of the world will want to take it as a formula? And I think you do such a nice job of this with making it really accessible for everyone. And so so it's not such a formula of this is what I eat every day, you should do this too. Instead, you say this is kind of the best of what I've learned and you spit it back out for people to kind of take what they will from it. So as like a public figure, how do you decide what to share and what to keep private with so many people looking up to you for advice and help? Yeah, it kind of... Um... Okay, so I find myself, I'm so interested in nutrition, and I read all the nutrition books and nutritional healing and all this stuff, but every time that I go to blog specific nutrition advice, whether it's this has more vitamin A or this has more vitamin C or, you know, stuff like that, even though I know people could probably benefit from that, I find a hard, I have a hard time posting stuff like that because... Um, it, you just never know because everyone's different. So my posts are mostly about my experience with the food and, um, just like empowering, um, my readers to go with the flow with how they feel. And it's real. I just really, you know, I try mostly to empower whoever is on my blog um or whoever everyone all of the people on your blog who who are listening right now um I just want to empower you guys to follow your own body because I couldn't tell you what's good for you you know like you I would need to do like all these kinesiology tests and muscle testing and um blood analysis and all this stuff so all I just try you know keep it very 
mind-body-esque. So I'm really interested in the psychology of food and how we think about our food rather than um, spinach has this amount of this vitamin, you know? But it's it's funny because it's hard to balance it because I really, really, really love nutrition and learning exactly about, you know, healing yeah. with food. But it's just hard to get that information out to the public via my blog because everyone is so different. So when I do it in the future, when I have a practice, um, I'll definitely, there's no way that I could have just one specific formula for everyone. Like, I don't think that I could have ever a book that says do it this way. You know, I really am looking forward to looking with, to working with people individually and getting the whole story, whether it's um, their creativity is blocked or, and that's causing them health problems or they're in a bad relationship or they're eating inflammatory foods or, you know, or they could incorporate some different type of herb. So I just really try and keep it simple on my blog and hopefully later in life when I have my own practice, I could really work individually and come up with the root problem and the root cause. Perfect, perfect. Well, that's a perfect segue to um, my almost last question, which is just what what are your you started you kind of alluded to the, these goals, but what are you most excited in your life right now, and, and what are what are your kind of big overarching goals, and and what's next for you in in the way of projects and things that you're excited for right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't give you. There's no way I could give you an exact roadmap because I don't even have it. But um, I'll tell you the things that I'm really, really interested in and the really the things that I'm really excited about yeah. doing. So What's fueling you? <laughs> so definitely nutritional medicine, uh, healing through diets. And I haven't picked the exact school that I want to learn from because I want it to be somewhere really special. But... Um, Somewhere, I'm definitely going to do some studies with that. And then I'm really also interested in um, being um, doing some culinary healing type of work because all like my whole philosophy around the food that's all on my blog and stuff like that is I like it to be healing. And when I'm cooking for other people and sharing, it's I, I don't use sugar and I don't use gluten and, you know, it's all like that. And I, I really do love the whole culinary aspect. And a lot of people ask me, so are you going to be, are you going to have a restaurant? Are you going to, are you going to be a chef, a caterer? And it's like, I really don't know. So the first thing that I definitely want to do is the whole nutritional school and learn about herbs and tinctures and apothecary medicine and, and crystals and Reiki and stuff like that. And then we'll see if possibly in the future I could use all of that I've learned and, you know, help people in the kitchen too. Nice, nice. So many exciting things coming up for you. <laughs> um, okay, well, this has been amazing. I just want to wrap with a couple um, rapid-fire questions. So just say the first thing um, that kind of comes to mind. What do you think? Okay. Okay. <laughs> So scenario, it's um, the evening and you've just gotten home and it's been a really long day and what is your go-to quick meal that will nourish you and, and fill you up? 
Okay, so this is if I, you know, didn't prepare anything and there's barely anything in the house. I always have, you know, greens. So I'll have my greens and my sauerkraut and I'll put some sea vegetable flakes on there. And if I really don't have, like, usually I would put, you know, some carrots in there, some avocado, stuff like that. But if I really don't have that stuff, I'll put probably three tablespoons or so of hemp seeds because they're such a nutritional powerhouse and they taste really yummy and I'll put that on and that's really wonderful. If I have, um, I mean, I don't eat eggs every day, but that's something that is really quick and easy um, if I'm in a rush or something like that. But um, yeah, a lot of people say that they make a smoothie and I would say that I love, love, love smoothies, but it's definitely not my go-to food because I haven't really found the perfect smoothie that works in my body because of all, like, the raw food and the the fruit and stuff like that. So I would definitely say greens and sauerkraut and a good protein source, so, like, hemp seeds. Nice, nice. Okay, favorite color? Uh, turquoise. Nice. Favorite way to relax right now? Um, favorite way to relax. I really like to lay in the sun and soak up some vitamin D. That's re- that's something that, you know, has also changed my health. If I feel, you know, sad or if I feel kind of weird in my body, it's a lot of times it's that I'm a little bit low on my vitamin D. So just getting some sun is really important for me. Nice. And you are lucky that you are in Florida (laughs) to be able to do that. Um, Okay, how about um, for my last question, since I know we are both fellow yogis, what is your favorite yoga pose? (laughs) Ooh, this is hard. It's like choosing Um, your children, right? My favorite yoga pose has to be pigeon. I knew you were going to say that. How did you know? I knew it. I don't know why I knew. (laughs) It's so good. I don't know why it feels so good on my body. But just, you know, opening the hips is really important. We store a lot of emotions in our hips. So to get that out is great. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this was absolutely amazing. I have literally like 10,000 more questions I want to ask you. But... (laughs) This, the time has literally, like, flown by for me. I hope it did for you and for everyone else who's listening. Um, but I guess just are there any closing final thoughts that you want to add? And um, if not, we'll make sure that if anything does come up, we'll definitely post it below and have um, – you'll be around to answer questions from our readers in the comments. Is that cool too? Oh my gosh, yes, I'd love to. I'd love to connect with everyone who you're inspiring because I'm sure we all have a lot in common. And yeah, I'd love to. I Not only do I like to inspire people, but I get inspired by everyone that, uh, like all the people that follow me and, you know, you. And, you know, I like to feed off of each other. So I'd be really excited to connect with anyone who's listening. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's, this can really just be a platform for a greater conversation with more people. It kind of started with you and me and I'd really like to kind of take it out and um, take it out for a spin and just kind of see what else everybody else has to say about it. Cause I think we 
really started diving into a lot of good things. I I think we could have like 10 more really great conversations. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe we could have a little show. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I, that's, that's something to think about for sure. But I guess let's just wrap up the call. So thank you so much, Carly, and everybody for listening. This has been an amazing episode of the Wellness Wonderland Radio, and I will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, guys.